We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Cody and Derek, back for another episode, guys. And it has been forever, it feels like, since we've been able to record a podcast together. Your guys, Cody and Derek here. And Derek, man, uh, wow. Uh, Colts right now had their bye week. Wasn't a whole lot to talk about. I know we pre-recorded a ton of content. And then you moved, obviously, back to Ohio, and I was gone for the weekend. So this is the first time in a long time that we've been able to just sit down truly um, and have a conversation about this team and just have a conversation about the future of this team. Good to see you again, man. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Yeah, you're right. It's been over a week since you and I got to sit in front of a camera together. Uh, it feels like it's been a lot of that over the whole season, you know, with, you know, you you and I, different jobs, different lives. And, you know, especially now with the holidays coming around, everybody moving around, doing trips like that. It's really difficult to kind of get that stuff up right now. But yeah, uh, still a lot to talk about. And, you know, unfortunately with, you know, this team, unfortunately, not a lot of great things to talk about right now, just a lot more what ifs and going into the off season. Yep, exactly. And that's kind of where we're going to be and kind of drop anchor today and talk about, you know, some of these uh, future things talking about the NFL draft today. And right now, Derek, the Colts currently sit at the number seventh overall pick shout out to Arizona for absolutely sucking um, and absolutely screwing the Colts over. The Colts could add number six overall. Obviously, the Kyler Murray injury, that sucks for him. Sucks for Arizona. Hopefully, he makes a full recovery. But, uh, yeah, the Colts could have gone as high as six this past week in their bye week, but they end up right now seventh overall in the NFL draft. And so I wanted to just sit down, have a conversation about some realistic options for the Colts, you know, whether that's uh, some trade scenarios, whether that means staying at the number seventh overall pick if the season ended today, or if that means trading back potentially and acquiring more picks and going and getting somebody and some of the prospects that will be available around that time. So uh, let's start here with the first scenario, Derek, number seven overall. If the season ended today, that's where the Colts will be picking. Um, you know, there's some teams ahead of them. Uh, really, you look at the teams that are ahead of the Colts right now. And only one really stands out as a team that is probably a sure lock to draft a quarterback, and that's the Houston Texans, number yeah. one overall. There's a couple teams you could make, you know, potential 
cases for. You know, you could talk about, uh, especially you could talk with the Detroit Lions from that L.A. Rams pick with a Matt Stafford trade. You know, could they potentially, you know, find a quarterback there? I believe they're right now, what, number three overall. Um, you could potentially say Seattle, although I think they're going to try to lock up Geno long term. So that might be off the table. But really, you look at a lot of these teams, you know, Chicago, they have their quarterback. You know, and some of these other teams, Philadelphia, they have their quarterback. Like a lot of these teams, unless another team trades up, they're not going to select a quarterback. So the Colts might be outside of probably Bryce Young, probably have, if, if, if all the teams would stay put, the Colts would have, you know, probably their pick of the litter here at the quarterback position. What would your thoughts be about number seven overall? And who do you see as some realistic options for the Colts here uh, for them to potentially take here? Yeah, I mean, number seven is definitely a good spot to be in if you're wanting to, you know, look at your several options. I mean, as you mentioned, you know, with I think uh, there's about three teams in front of us that realistically could take a quarterback. Maybe one of them doesn't. You know, we talk about the Seattle Seahawks. Do they want to retain Geno Smith? That's going to be a question. The Detroit Lions, you know, with uh, Jared Goff playing at maybe the best level that we've seen from him, you know, do they want to do that or do they go with more of the defensive help? Uh, The Texans are for sure a lock to get a quarterback at number one. So, you know, a couple different options there. And, you know, when it comes to seven, uh, if I wasn't, if I was in a position where I felt like our team already had our franchise guy or felt like I had a quarterback that, you know, is going to be a bridge for the next season, then I wouldn't say that it is a ginormous need to, to move up in this draft. But, you know, number seven, it's just an unfortunate spot because, you know, we know that there's some teams behind us that are definitely going to try to trade up for potential quarterbacks. And as nice as number seven is, you know, you'd still get a very quality player. You know, you talk about some of the offensive linemen that are going to be in this draft. You know, you're talking about guys like Peter Skorinski or Paris Johnson Jr., some guys who are uh, fantastic left tackles that you know would come in right away and be franchise guys. You wouldn't have to worry about it. A um, couple other guys in the middle of the line, you know, like Torrance and Schmitz from Minnesota, Andrew Voorhees from uh, USC. You know, there's a bunch of different guys that offensive lineman-wise, if you wanted to stretch on solidifying an offensive lineman pick and under and knowing that, you know, you're going to need that at, for the future – then number seven would be a pretty good spot. Or if you even wanted to go as far as to say, you know, getting another cornerback for at some point, you know, when Stephon Gilmore is not going to be playing. But then again, you know, you did sign him to a two-year deal. So you know you're going to have him for another year. He's playing at a great level. So that's not really something of concern. But I think the ultimate question is, are you going to take a quarterback? I think that has to be the, the approach that the Colts are going with. And unfortunately, you know, with number seven, I just don't see that being good enough, you know, for maybe, maybe they, you know, decide to go with another name. That's not the top three that we all know of. Uh, But, you know, when it comes to talking names like Stroud, Levis and Young, you know, those are primarily the top three, right? So, you know, getting number seven, I don't think is going to be enough. 
Yeah. No, I 100% agree. And I almost see like a trade back scenario being something, you know, if you had you know, your quarterback in place and you trade back and you draft an offensive lineman or a cornerback or even an edge guy, you know, that's still a need. I would honestly, Derek, and people will probably call me crazy for this. I would honestly say edge rusher is still a bigger need than left tackle because the simple fact that you have Bernard Ryman, who I think has been steadily improving at left tackle. I don't know if he's going to be an elite left tackle in this league, but I've certainly seen enough positive things to warrant him another year at least at the starter at left tackle. I feel like given the circumstances that he's had, I feel like he's obviously struggled at times. We've seen that. He struggled with penalties and things of that nature. But really, this dude's been thrown into the fire and had to go against some really, really good and really talented defensive lineman at the edge position. And I think for the most part, he's done a pretty solid job. He's had a couple games where he's really struggled, but I feel like as the season progressed, he's starting to progress as well. The game's kind of starting to slow down for him because remember, he's still a very young prospect. He's still a really young tackle prospect. I mean, at this point, I mean, he's only played one year of organized, you know, tackle uh, beyond this year. So I think there's a lot of room to grow for him. But yeah, I'd almost see a scenario of trading back would be if you had your franchise guy in tow and you already kind of knew and you're like, we just need to protect it. You know, that that's what I would see a scenario like that. Or if you want to like add the final piece to your defense or something like that, um, that would almost be like, you know, that scenario. But I think you're absolutely right. I think there's some teams that are going to try to trade up. I mean, you got to look at it like, man, uh, you know, that, that Chicago pick is going to be probably really highly coveted. Uh, potentially the Seattle pick now, the Denver-Seattle pick. That's going to be one that teams are looking up to trade and try to get, you know, a lot out of it. And so I almost see a scenario where if the Colts want to get, you know, one of the top prospects, they almost have to trade up at this point. If they stay at seven, which they're still subject to change, they could go up to six or five this week. I mean, if they lose and a couple teams win. So this isn't set in stone, but if the Colts currently find themselves, you know, right outside the top five, I think that's almost a scenario where you need to just make it happen. Yeah, absolutely agree. You know, we're, we're talking about, you know, you got to worry about other teams, you know, and there's other teams that are behind us in the draft order that are both looking for the same opportunity as we are. So, you know, finding that opportunity, you know, and it's, you know, with the fact that the Colts may end up winning one or two more games. So how does that impact, you know, their draft order in the grand scheme of things? You know, right. so you got to be careful about what, what it is that happens from this point forward. And if you're wanting that quarterback, going to have to trade up. Yeah. I mean, you have three teams directly on your heels that could all draft quarterbacks. Potentially you have Vegas, you have Carolina and you have Atlanta. I know that Atlanta has Desmond Ritter, but you never know, man. I mean, right. They could go trade. Yeah. If Ritter doesn't trade. work out. Then yeah. Yeah. You never know. I mean, we, people would say that's crazy, but you saw what the Cardinals did with drafting Rosen and then a year later drafting Kyler Murray. So you never know. I mean, the quarterback position, you got to get right. So, um, those are just a couple teams that will definitely be looking. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested to see, you know, what the Colts do. I think they're going to, if they were able to trade up, obviously they could get one of those guys, whether it's Levis, whether it's CJ Stroud, um, you know, I could see a scenario where the Colts would stay put or even trade back and go try to get a guy like Anthony Richardson. I could see that. I know he's a lot more of a raw prospect, but the physical tools are there. Um, so a lot of people like to fall in love with that. Um, so I could see that being a scenario. Maybe they just would take him at number seven. 
But I think at this point, you're beyond the project guys, if that makes sense. Like, you just need to go get your guy. You don't really have – I feel like you almost need to draft a rookie and just let him play from week one, from day yeah, one. Yeah, like you let him be, be the, the unfortunate aspect of this, Cody, is that Matt Ryan was supposed to be the bridge guy for at least the next year that, hey, like, you know, if you play well enough – then we can have a guy sit behind you, learn from you, figure things out. And then, you know, in 2025 uh, or 2024, 2025 in that season, then he'll start playing. But right. you don't have that luxury now. Matt Ryan is not playing well. Uh, Matt Ryan's still knowledgeable, which is great. But in result of being on a football field, he is not supposed to be out there right now. So the unfortunate part is, is, if you if you go any route with any of these quarterbacks, they have to start. They have to start. There's no alternate route about it. We're going to lose games if we don't. We're going to lose games maybe even if we do. But at the same time, you still have to get this guy uh, knowledge and you still have to get him up to speed. And I would rather lose games by trying to get our quarterback up to speed quicker by him being out there rather than just sitting behind a a physically ungifted quarterback from this point forward. And, you know, learning is, uh, it happens in several different ways, but you know, if you're just bringing Matt Ryan back out there again with one of these quarterbacks sitting behind him, all you're doing is wasting another, everyone else's one more year. Right. Right. That's the whole problem with it. Yeah. And you just, I mean, honestly, that's kind of how you have to do it. Like we've seen it with some of these quarterbacks that are now starting to show things. They very well might struggle in year one. You know, they're going to have their rookie bumps. They're going to have issues. Like that's not a question. Like not every player can be Andrew Luckish rookie season. Even he had issues, you know, like, so every rookie quarterback is going to have crap that they have to deal with. That's just a part of it. That's just the nature of the game. But, you know, I think you draft upon obviously the physical gifts, you know, how smart is this quarterback? You know, what can he do mentally? And then obviously the character as well. Is he willing to work hard? Is he willing to do the things that it takes to be a leader, you know, to be out there, to lead men? Like those kind of things that you just have to weigh in the pre-draft process. And uh, yeah, I, but I think at this point, the reason why we're so adamant about trading up is you got to get, you can never get a, the sure thing, but by trading up, that ensures that you at least attempt to get the surest thing you possibly can get out of the quarterback class. So that that in that scenario, I see the Colts doing that, and I think that makes the most sense. Now, obviously, from a draft perspective, you'd love if the Colts would not win another game and then a couple other teams would jump them and they'd be in the top five. But we'll see. I mean, they still have some games they could very much win. I mean, this Minnesota game, that could be a win. Like, I know people are like, oh, well, Minnesota has 10 wins. How, how could that be? And Minnesota just got smoked by Detroit. I know Detroit's really up there, but Minnesota is very beatable. They are very beatable. All three of these teams, the Colts are going to be playing here in the next couple of weeks. I guess all four are all very beatable. Um, so the Colts could sneak out a win or two. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, any other thoughts here, Derek, on some of these prospects that could kind of be around here, you know, round seven when the Colts would pick? Um. Well, I mean, like I said, there's very few positions that the Colts really need to address. And I think that we all know, like, they're the biggest ones when it comes to this, you know, when we're talking about the quarterbacks and the offensive linemen. Now I would say this, I, I this is a total pipe dream because there is no way in hell either one of these guys is going to actually uh, make it to number seven. But if somehow, some way, right, let's just say somehow, some way, 
that somebody like Will Anderson or uh, Jalen Carter were to somehow fall to seven in some way, shape, or form. Because with um, you know, with the Eagles having the fourth pick, with uh, they they don't necessarily need defensive linemen right now. They're pretty good in that spot, but they may take a defensive player. Um, you know, you you have a bunch of teams that are going to trade up for quarterbacks, right? So say you take, you know, four teams. Say there's you know, four teams that trade up for a quarterback within the top six, right? And the Colts don't. And one or two of these, one of these teams does not select Will Anderson or Jalen Carter somehow. Then that's the only way, that's the only thing I would see. That's the only thing I would see. Because then Jalen Carter is um, a, a huge prospect at defensive tackle. Easily the best one. Probably the best defensive lineman coming out of this draft altogether. And then you also have Will Anderson, who everyone loves uh, talking about Will Anderson because he's a fantastic player, uh, edge rusher, and can play linebacker as well. So, you know, if somehow, some way, one of those guys fell to seven, that's the only thing I'd ever imagine, you know, them getting something like that. Or otherwise, it's going to have to be quarterback or an, a for sure offensive line starter. It almost feels like it has to be quarterback. You, you really, I don't feel like you have a lot of options at quarterback. I mean, you do get another bridge guy, kick the can down the road, potentially lose. You know, Naheem Hines already saw it. He wanted out. Like, who other, yeah. what other players, if you don't show them you care about the, the most important position in sports, are like, I'm not hitching my wagon to this team. I'm, I'm leaving. You know, I'm going to a team that actually has this situation figured out. It almost feels like you risk losing the locker room even further than you have right now if you don't address it in some way long-term. Yeah, absolutely agree with you there. So, all right, guys, well, let us know your thoughts here on some of the prospects around seven. Do you think the Colts should stay at seven? Do you think they should trade up? Do you think they should trade back? Let us know all your thoughts of, on this in the comments below. But that will do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, go Colts. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.